Welcome to Leadership Reflections, a series of leadership podcasts by me, Barry Dorr. And today, it's the Christmas podcast for 2022. And the title of this podcast is Santa's Epiphany, A Christmas Story. It was the first day of February. Rudolph arrived for work early. This was always a special day in the calendar. The reopening of the workshop after the well-deserved and much-needed winter break. He wandered through the workshop, greeting the elves and his fellow reindeer as they dusted down their workbenches and waited for instructions on what toys they'd be making this year. It might only be February, but with almost two billion children in the world, there was not a moment to spare. Rudolph was popular with everyone, always a smile on his face and a kind, helpful attitude, unlike his boss. Executive assistant to Santa was not an easy gig. Rudolph headed up the stairs to Santa's office. The door was open, revealing the plush carpet and executive furnishings. Santa liked everyone to know he was the boss. He stood with his back to Rudolph, scowling, as he looked out of the window onto the workshop below. Welcome back, Santa, said Rudolph. How was your break? Call it a break. I never had a spare moment, Santa moaned. Too much to do. You mean Mrs Claus wanted you to go shopping all the time, joked Rudolph. No, that was a welcome relief when she went shopping. It meant I could get back to my emails. You spent your holiday dealing with emails? Rudolph asked, although he already knew the answer. Of course I did. Someone had to stay on top of things, take the decisions. Santa eased his way into his chair with a groan. Now look what I've come back to. So much to do. So many problems. Rudolph smiled. This was a familiar conversation. What problems? I've got to prepare the review of Christmas and pull together the information. What a disaster it was. Why a disaster? Rudolph sat down opposite Santa. Marketing have just sent the first draft of our customer satisfaction scores. They're poor again, just like last year. Okay, what else? The experiment using DPD to deliver some of the presents was a nightmare. We only gave them three million homes in the Asia-Pacific region. Should have been easy. Half the presents went to the wrong address. The ones that did get delivered, they woke up the children for approved delivery photos. And another load landed back here with the message, address not found, return to depot. Rudolph sighed. The elves working in logistics had tried to tell Santa the DPD trial wouldn't work. But as usual, he wouldn't listen. Santa turned and gesticulated out of the window. On the workshop floor, teams of elves and reindeer were gathered round workbenches in small groups seemingly awaiting instructions on what to do next. Look at that lot. Skiving lots. Why aren't they working? They're waiting for you to tell them what to do next. Why can't they decide for themselves? I'm far too busy. Santa pushed piles of papers round his desk and groaned. I've got lots of important decisions to make today. Decisions on what? Rudolph was the only person, or reindeer to be precise, who wasn't afraid to push back. Oh, you know, important stuff. Executive decisions. Rudolph waited patiently while Santa searched through the massive paper on his desk. Here we are. I need to decide what brand of coffee we use in the kitchen, approve the orders from pan scrubbers, and interview candidates for the junior clerk role in the post room. Rudolph smiled. He could have anticipated the list. Why are you doing these jobs? Surely your elf managers and supervisors could take these decisions. Take those decisions, take those decisions. Santa almost choked on his buttercup juice, and Rudolph had to pat his back vigorously. 
Santa looked appalled. I can't trust them to deal with matters like that. They never show any initiative. I have to tell them what to do the whole time. Not one of them thinks for themselves. Rudolph nodded. Perhaps you don't let them. You micromanage them constantly. Santa looked confused. That's what they need, tell him what to do. What would happen if I let them decide things for themselves? Maybe the workshop would run smoother like clockwork. Santa gave a large harump and stood up. Ridiculous suggestion. I have to go. If I don't tell them what to do, they'll never get started. He headed down the stairs, muttering words like, Ridiculous. Never heard such a thing in all my born days, to himself. Back in his own small office, Rudolph thought about Santa's leadership approach. Now an opportunity was being wasted. There was so much talent among the elves and potential. But Santa's micromanagement, his insistence that leaders had to tell people what to do, meant that potential was never recognised. The elves kept their heads below the parapet. History had proved that coming up with ideas and suggestions was met with a sharp retort. Santa wasn't a bad person. He just didn't know how to lead. Micromanagement was all he'd ever known. His father had been the same and his grandfather. And now at the age of 146, he'd never shown, been shown any other way. He got frustrated at the elves' lack of initiative and responsibility, without ever realising it was his fault. His reaction was to take every single decision himself. No, he wasn't a bad person. But he did have a big ego, which prevented him from ever believing he might be wrong. He also loved being popular. His Twitter following was sandwiched between Justin Bieber's and Elon Musk's, which made him feel pretty important. Rudolph knew there was a far better way to lead. A month ago, he'd attended a Lead Like Mary programme. Although initially surprised to find a reindeer in the room, especially one with such a bright red nose, the other participants had warmed to him. Together they learned about authentic leadership, trust, clarity, freedom in the framework, and right people on the bus. For Rudolph, it had been a revelation. The most important part for him had been learning about two very different approaches to leadership. The first was command and control, so familiar to Rudolph, where the focus was on telling people what to do, managing them closely, giving them little or no freedom. But an alternative was explained, a very different approach to leadership called inspire and enable. Rudolf listened transfixed as the facilitator described the way Mary led. This involved trusting people, giving them more responsibility, letting them work out solutions for themselves, giving them clarity, and then the freedom to deliver within a supportive framework. Celebrating success together, while also holding people accountable to deliver, once the supportive framework was in place. By the end of the programme, Rudolf knew he had the answer to turning around performance at their North Pole workshop. All he had to do was to work out a way of convincing Santa. A couple of days later, Rudolf got his opportunity. Santa announced he had to spend a couple of weeks in hospital following a very painful incident on Christmas Eve somewhere in Western Europe. Sliding down a chimney, he landed on an unfortunately placed poker. Dancer and Prancer, the two reindeers with first aid qualifications, had managed to remove the offending item, but certain embarrassing issues that Santa was anxious not to talk about necessitated surgery. Santa reluctantly left Rudolph in charge, leaving clear instructions to tell the elves what to do daily, to manage them closely and to take no nonsense from them. The next morning, Rudolph called a meeting of all the elves and reindeer. There was little enthusiasm in the room. Meetings with Santa always involved hundreds of unintelligible performance statistics on dozens of PowerPoint slides, 
lectures on performance, the singling out of individuals for criticism, and veiled threats of dismissal. They were surprised that round tables had replaced a normal theatre style in the conference room and delicious refreshments had been provided. They were even more surprised with what Rudolf had to say. Speaking from the heart, without a slide in sight, he shared details of the programme he'd attended. He explained the idea and principles of inspire and enable leadership and asked each table to consider the benefits of this approach. Despite some initial resistance and muttering, the groups got on to work and a buzz of conversation grew by the minute. As each table fed back, Rudolf could feel the atmosphere in the room change. There were nods of agreement and laughter. Energy levels rose. Then Rudolf gave each table a challenge to work on relevant to their team, including how to optimise route planning next Christmas using the latest satellite technology, how to streamline the process for replying to letters sent to Santa, which would improve the customer satisfaction scores, a 10 months plan to make every toy asked for by children the world over ready to deliver next Christmas, a social activities plan to ensure the elves had fun times alongside their work this year, and an incentive scheme created by themselves which was fair, equitable and rewarded the right behaviours. Over the rest of the day, the teams put their plans together. There was much laughter alongside the purposeful debate and nodded heads. The elves took regular breaks, chatting and getting to know members of other teams, swapping ideas between teams, while noting and finding opportunities to collaborate. The next morning, each team fed back their plans. Rudolf listened carefully and asked questions to ensure his understanding. Each team had come up with a creative idea, a clear implementation plan, and the resources and support that was required. Although there was a positive feeling in the room, everyone also knew an elephant sat there as well. When Rudolf rose to conclude the meeting, one of the older, more experienced elves put up this hand. Their hand. These plans were all fine, Rudolf, she said, but what about Santa? He'll be back in two weeks and things will just go back to normal. Rudolf thought carefully before choosing his words in reply. You may well be right, but let's give it a go. We've got nothing to lose. Let's make real progress for the next fortnight working together. I trust you completely to get on with it. I'll be around if you want help, but I'm not here to interfere. And I'll make sure you get your resources. Santa's always telling me you lack initiative and ambition to improve things. I don't believe he's right. I believe in you. Prove me right. The days that followed were a joy. No one had experienced anything like it. Every person felt inspired with the trust and freedom they'd been given. No one felt abandoned. Rudolf was always there to cheer them on, offer advice, and enable the elves to find their own solutions. Progress was remarkable. The workshop alive with a compelling mixture of serious endeavour and laughter. Then all too suddenly it was time for Santa to return. Rudolf and all the elves started work early. Santa arrived soon after nine, passing through the workshop with a surprised look on his face before climbing the stairs and entering the office. Rudolf was waiting with a coffee and a plopped-up cushion. Santa sat down gingerly on the cushion. He glanced out of the window onto the hive of activity below. I don't know how you did it, Rudolf, but it seems to have worked. You must have come down on them like a ton of bricks. It was just what them skivers needed. Rudolf smiled. I didn't do that. I know, you must have sacked a couple of them. No wonder they're pretending to be busy now. No. What did you do then? Whatever it was, it worked. I encouraged them to develop their own plans and go to work without me interfering. I told them I trusted them. I listened to their ideas and allowed them just to get on with it. 
Santa spluttered, spilling coffee on his desk. Trusted them? Allowed them to get on with it? Poppycock. Never had anything like it. Rudolph leaned forward. Santa, do you trust me? Santa thought for a moment. Yes, I do. You do a good job. Okay. I need you to demonstrate that trust. Will you come with me for just a short while? Santa nodded and followed Rudolph. Halfway down the stairs, they stopped looking down on the workshop. Teams were gathered around their benches, hard at work. Rudolph led the way to the workshop floor. He turned to Santa. Okay, Santa, please continue to trust me. Each team is a presentation for you. Please promise you'll listen to them. Santa went to say something, then paused. He nodded. The next half hour was a revelation for Santa. They taught each turn team in turn, receiving presentations on the ideas, plans, progress and next steps. At first Santa had to work hard not to interrupt, to pour cold water on the plans, to tell them what they should be doing. Then he had a sudden but deep realisation. What he was hearing made perfect sense. The ideas and plans were excellent, better than he could have come up with, and the sense of commitment and positive belief from each elf team was remarkable. The last presentation over, Santa walked back to the office in a daze. He sat down, his head in his hands. Be honest, Rudolph. Did they really couple all those ideas themselves? Yes, completely. But how? By giving them permission to do so, by trusting them, by standing back or still being there to support and encourage them. Let me tell you a story. Over another cup of coffee and a hobnob or two, Rudolph told Santa all about the Lead Like Mary programme he had been on. How he'd learned about the difference between command and control and trust and inspired leadership. How people grow and flourish when they're trusted, inspired and enabled to perform. How their potential is unlocked. Santa lost, listened carefully, lost in thought. His mind was a sea of confusion. For many, many years he'd only known one way to lead. All of a sudden his whole leadership paradigm was being challenged. He'd just experienced downstairs a level of energy, enthusiasm and commitment he'd never seen before. Give it a chance, Santa, that's all I'm asking. Slowly, hesitatingly, Santa nodded his head. Okay, but if it doesn't work, you're for the high jump. Rudolph smiled. That was predictable, but at least he'd been given a chance. Santa kept to his word. He didn't find it easy. Plenty of times he wanted to revert to all he'd known, but he stuck to it, and over the weeks ahead, learned to encourage and enable, then to step back and provide support, to praise and to trust. He witnessed remarkable results. Productivity rose. Self-satisfaction scores went through the roof. Although he found it hard at first, the more he trusted people, the more they repaid that trust with stunning performance. The run-up to Christmas was busy, but so smooth. On Christmas Eve, the sledge was loaded with presents, the satin have set, and the elves gathered round to wave Santa off. There was a party atmosphere full of pride at their joint achievement. Come Dasher, come Dancer, come Prancer, come Vixen. Vixen, who considered herself a foxy lady, winked at Santa. Then they're off, climbing high into the night sky. Santa waved to his team, marvelling at how much he learned in such a short time. Then he sank gratefully onto this special soft cushion. Cushion. He may have a bright future in front of him, but he still had a sore behind. That's your Christmas story. Santa, so to all of you, Merry Christmas. I'll talk to you next year. Bye-bye.